0: Welcome to Boost Power Podcast, inspiration, insights, and ideas for your business and your journey. Welcome to Boost Power Podcast. I am your host, Betsy Weersma. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. And that is why we created Boost. For you to plug in to interesting stories, learn a little something, meet somebody new, and hear something that might affect a positive step in your own journey. Today, entrepreneur Christine tai Wei is in the house. Christine, welcome to Boost Power Podcast. Thank you so much. Great to be here, Betsy. Well, so this is how this works. I saw this funding opportunity and I applied and somehow I was on this call and there were all these cool entrepreneurs. And to be honest, they're all about half my age. And I was so inspired about the young women, totally rocking it. So I put in the chat randomly, does anybody want to be on Boost Power podcast? Because I just want to be of service to young women like you that are just in the world with your big ideas. So thank you for blindly coming on to share your story. I promise the ride will be fun. It's we're friendly and nice here at Boost Power Podcast. So go back a little bit. I love to tell the backstory. So tell me about you and growing up and your education and whatever kind of, you know, got you to being an entrepreneur now. It's, It's such a nice young woman.
1: Thank you, Betsy. Um, so I am actually from Colorado, born and raised. Uh, my family, my parents are from Vietnam, um, but they're Chinese, uh, but born and raised in Vietnam. And um, my grandfather, who my mom ma- on my mother's side, and my grandmother, they're both here in Colorado as well. We have a large extended family. Um, always been really, really close with them. They also have a long history of entrepreneurship uh, in Colorado. So grandpa actually owned two restaurants uh, until he retired about 15 years ago. And then my dad, my uncles, my aunts, they all own uh, different restaurants and um, property management type of um, entrepreneurial opportunities as well. So it's always been kind of in my life, I think, is if you have an idea and you're passionate about it, um, to kind of take a bet on yourself. Uh, and for me, I was the first generation student, um, my, because my parents and my grandparents actually immigrated here during the Vietnam War, um, they have a really interesting story. One of, one, one thing that I'm always been trying to work on, and we could probably talk about this another time, Betsy, is wanting to write a book about my grandfather's story and by extension, my extended family, um, just, he immigrated from China to Vietnam, Um, you know, did not get the opportunity to go to school, but he built like a great business in Vietnam, lost everything in Vietnam during the war. And then they all came here as refugees and they landed here in Colorado. And so, but then he, you know, just this really incredible story, like built everything back up again in a new country. Um, So that's the side project. Something I'm really passionate about is just, you know, my family's history and their, their story, um, and so I was a first generation student here, went to school in Denver, went to college at CU Boulder. I had a strong passion in science and wanted to Had my heart set on going to medical school. <laughs> okay. And, um, I sophomore year of college at CU Boulder had to take an anatomy lab and realized, oh boy, that fear that I have about, you know, blood and guts, like it's, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's a pretty strong fear. I'm not going to be able to overcome easily. And so because of that, I started to look at other opportunities, um, picked up a finance degree and started my career in finance, did some IT consulting, eventually found a niche to go back into healthcare, which was what I was passionate about, excited about science and and uh, healthcare. So actually worked in healthcare on the business side for the last six years or so um, with Kaiser Permanente. And then because of that, you know, kind of really started to think about ways that I might be able to design something or develop something that would be positively impactful in healthcare. Um, Through my personal story, and I, I will probably talk about this a little bit more, but through my personal story, about eight years ago, I experienced a an unexpected, pretty traumatic surgery, and totally unexpected. And so the recovery period was really, really rough. And because of that, I started, I took my first step to look for therapy. Um, And definitely something that is a little bit outside the norm in my culture. Um, And but at the time, just coping with everything that I had experienced with the surgery, I definitely felt like I needed to talk to somebody to Help with my anxiety and the trauma that I was still coping with emotionally. And so um, because of that, I experienced navigating mental health care and just, you know, how fragmented that system is um, and was not able to find a therapist that I connected with easily. So the last eight years or so, I've had several different therapists. um, And that's what led me to ultimately believe, start to have this hunch that having a strong personal connection with uh between the provider and a a patient in mental health care is really important and actually may lead to better therapeutic outcomes uh and that's what kind of birthed the idea for Therapezy. it's all about connecting people to compatible mental health providers quickly and easily.
0: Well, before we go there, because that's, you know, I want to concentrate a lot on your business idea, but let's talk a minute about therapy because I think it's our job to say out loud how valuable it is to have a second opinion. I can imagine a couple of times in my life that I really wouldn't share, but I think it's important today to say out loud where I went through you know a divorce after what I called a practice marriage and started my life over and took a job in Dallas, Texas. So imagine I was 38 years old. I sold a company that was super successful that I had always run. I had a J-O-B job for another human that turned out to be kind of a super freak and bipolar. So uh, my job that I took failed. And I had, you know, had a marriage that didn't work out. And I was at this part of my life that I really was in the lowest of lows. And I used to remember this driving to downtown Dallas, Texas. I was single, living in Dallas, and I only knew one person in the whole city. And the guy I worked for that I went there to work for, that turned out to be so erratic and really tough, just not a good match. So there I was alone, 38 years old, single, in a city with no friends. And I would drive downtown at nine o'clock at night, every Tuesday night in five lanes of traffic to go see this counselor. And I tell you, just the process. Now I look back and think, there I was a single woman driving downtown in Dallas alone on a Tuesday night. But just that process of having a safe person to say out loud what was going on with me and process the divorce and, and kind of rebirth and and know that I wasn't losing my mind. It was okay to feel anxiety, to feel, you know, depression in whatever way that was. Uh, So share a little bit because I think someone listening makes up maybe that story that there's a stigma. I can't, I can't get help, I can't ask. So I shared mine, now you get to share yours.
1: Yeah, definitely. So like I mentioned, eight years ago was what really, that surgery was what really um, encouraged me to start seeking care. So after I had this long period of recovery, six weeks of recovery from the surgery, um, I found myself, so I actually lived in Utah at the time, but see, so similarly, my family, my friends, roots all here in colorado so i had the surgery my parents luckily i was here and so in colorado and so my family all jumped in helped me through the recovery period and then i basically shipped myself back to utah because that's where my job was and found myself like still coping with all these fears so basically the best way i can explain it was because i felt like i was young and invincible i was could not comprehend how a little pain in my stomach like ended up in, you know, a bigger issue needing surgery. So I think, you know, the whole time afterwards I was processing, like, how can I trust anything that's happening with my body? Like I feel like my body betrayed me and, you know, you know, I I, I like to joke like a pain in my elbow or a headache. Like I started to overthink about what was going on because of this experience. Um, it took me a long time to, to say, okay, I think I need help. And really, I had a really, you know, I, I really attribute a lot of it to a close friend in Utah at the time, one really close friend in Utah, and, the, and, and, you know, lots of acquaintances, but one really close friend that knew what was going on. She said, I feel like you're recovered now, though, physically, like, you know, you're moving, you're getting back into exercise and things like that. She's like, but maybe you're still dealing with some like emotional haunting of what happened to you. And she's like, and that honestly, cause I would cry to her. And honestly, she was like that. Honestly, like you might want to talk to someone about it. And that was, that was the, that was the nudge I needed. Um, you know, she didn't even come out and say like a therapist or a counselor. She said, you should talk to someone about it. And, and I started, it made me start to think like, you know, maybe this is a time in my life that it would benefit for me to have an outside perspective, just to process like, what, what happened to me? <laughs> um, and what's going on now? Why am I still like so anxious that something is wrong when everything is okay now? Um, and so that's what led me to take the first step in looking for a counselor. Um, you know, the first few counselors weren't that great of a fit, but even just having a place to like open up was really helpful. And um, in my personal journey, because the few, first few counselors weren't a good fit, I would always like look for a way to stop seeing them actually, because I was paying out of pocket and still you know, new to therapy, not really sure if I need to continue with therapy. But then that meant every time something really horrible happened, like you know, it could be totally unrelated, like a ex-boyfriend cheating on me, that would trigger my anxiety. I would be in a place where I'm like, oh my goodness, I need to talk to somebody and I would start looking for a therapist again. But this in and out of therapy situation I was in did not help.
0: Well, and I just want to acknowledge if you heard this podcast today, I always believe there's a reason like we were just sent to you to have this conversation to say, here's two people who are very different in our life place and age. I'm a few years, probably twice your years. But you know, me going through the failure and I'm doing air quotes of divorce when I was a straight A student. And that was my trigger. Like, how did I fail? And I had to get to that point where I could separate me from what happened. And just, it wasn't a right fit. I didn't pick the right person that was the long-term best fit. And I could release the guilt and the failure and just say, gosh, that was one choice. I went with it, didn't work out and move on. And I think that so many times that perspective of that other voice, be it a friend, be it a therapist is so important. So if you're listening to this, we're giving you permission that there's things in life and i know all of us women we're superheroes we do it all we are it all we always have to be all together but it's absolutely okay to get some help so that might be the message you're supposed to hear we're going to run to a quick break betsy weersma on boost power podcast i'll be right back you are listening to boost power podcast with your host betsy weersma we are part of the global sisterhood podcast network women who amplify their voices and are committed to inspiring all people with podcasts on purpose. Enjoy these true stories and proven business tips for your business and your life. Now back to Boost. And we're back. So I I know we're just getting personal, but you're listening to this because you needed to hear it. Because there's so many people out there that think we all have to be invincible all the time. And that think that the process of finding someone to help you is hard. And that's where I love about your entrepreneurial new idea. So tell all about Z and the big idea.
1: Awesome. Um, so the big idea is connecting people who are seeking mental health care to their most compatible providers quickly and easily through a digital tool. So we've designed a digital platform, an online platform, where um, you answer a set of questions, and right away after you fill out the the questionnaire, we our matching algorithm actually provides your top three compatible providers um, based on things like location, expertise areas, um, and you know even taking a look at like communication style, personality fit, and cultural competency as well. So we like to think of ourselves as like the e-harmony for therapy. I would say, uh. is this like
0: dating? It's kind of like yeah. um, match.com for right. finding the right help for whatever it is you need.
1: Right. so um, we actually learned and studied a lot from uh, the match and the e the dating apps to say like, well, they're also taking, you know, a matching algorithm that's getting smarter over time. Um, trying to pair people that might be compatible. So we leveraged a lot of the learnings from tools like that to say, could we do something like that for therapy where a personal connection really could impact your therapeutic, therapeutic outcomes and whether you stay with that therapist or not. Um, and from the therapist perspective, it may impact your retention and you know just your efficacy in working with that patient. So you get your top three matches, you can view their profiles, um, you can actually initiate a a two-way message with them as well with the provider, um, kind of further explore that fit before you commit to scheduling your first appointment. We also look at things like insurance and things like the logistics of the match when when we're uh, analyzing your questions against the provider profile. Um, We launched in Colorado last May, Uh, we onboarded, Over 140 providers in Colorado, Um, we facilitated, this might be a little bit outdated, but last I checked over a thousand matches in Colorado already Um, and still, you know, very young, lots to learn, uh, definitely looking for, and this is probably how we met Betsy, looking for funding to be able to cascade the um, service wider within Colorado, but also, you know, eventually expanding it outside of Colorado. Um, we have some great uh, ideas to expand the tool as well so that it becomes a tool you can use to continue your continuum of care with your therapist. So whether that's like homework or scheduling, things like that, to make it more robust and a tool that you continue, you know, both parties continue to engage with to make your therapy journey more effective. Um, right now, we're just focused on the match, but I think, you know, that's kind of the next steps in, in, um, in our vision for for uh, the roadmap of the product.
0: Well, when I was doing my homework about you, I was all over your very fun and easy to navigate website. And notice it's always free to the person seeking a match for their care. And then it's funded by then the provider. So it's kind of a marketing outreach, a marketing expense, basically for the businesses that are really trying to get out there and find these patients. Is that kind of the model?
1: Yep, that's right. You got it. Um, we hope to always be free for people seeking care. We, um, My co-founders and I all share a similar experience in navigating mental health care and, so, and looking for our first therapist. And so we commend the courage that it takes for somebody to take that first step. And we want to be a part of the solution in bringing down as many barriers as possible when you're ready to take your first step. So not only making it easy to find somebody you're compatible with, somebody who's taking new patients, but also like definitely want to keep it free um, to support patients and finding care. And then you're right on the therapist side. Um, You know, one of the things that we, I I consider as a differentiator for us is we're really, um, we're being, we're trying to be really methodical, methodical about the patients that we match you to. And so hopefully that also weeds out some of the extra work that therapists are usually tasked with. In terms of figuring out which patient that comes to them from these other leads and these other sites, figuring out which patients would be compatible with the areas that they serve or the expertise areas that they have, and so um, hopefully it becomes an effective tool for the therapist. Not from just from a marketing standpoint, but we want to see over time. You know, data will show this eventually if um, the patients are staying with that therapist longer too. So hopefully the therapists see. Less turnover, better retention with the, the patients that we are um, bringing to them.
0: It sounds like smart job search, where now, these days, now, when I was young, literally you had a resume on a piece of paper that you mailed. Can you imagine, 1980s, <laughs> I mailed my resume, and now you're laughing, to companies who had to open a physical letter and tell you wow. yes or no whether they were going to call you or email you right? I mean, think of how far we've gone. And job search was really so different than today, where it's so sophisticated, that online job search tools, you can search regionally, nationally, internationally, and you can be matched up to the right kind of fit before you even get in the process. And it feels like uh, a lot of the dating things, but also the job search matching is all kind of in this thought. What about other industries? Because it seems like you've really innovated this cool match. Did you design the program that does the matching? And then is that expandable? Let's say you get this one figured out. Can you go and say, you know, find your workout person? Can you, you know, add in other industries?
1: Yeah, definitely. So we all three of us come from healthcare, the founders of Therapezi. So one of some of the other areas, um, we have a pediatrician on as one of the co-founders. And so some of the areas, other areas that we've been noodling on, and it's probably further down the roadmap, um, would be other like service areas in healthcare where that personal connection is really meaningful and could lead to better outcomes. So we've thought we've thought about, you know, maternity, for example, could be another great fit. Um, where you, know, you need to find the OBGYN and, you, and there's probably certain things that um, you're looking for in that person and certain um, commonality and values and expectations. And so that might be another great fit for this, this software, this matching algorithm. Um, you know, one area that I think would be really neat to explore would be also coaching um, as that industry continues to grow. And I personally know many coaches as well I don't know how people are connecting with coaches other than you know, on a personal basis. And so that I think is, an also, is also a great industry where our matching could, could serve. Um, right now, what we've designed is specific to mental health, um, but I think that our software and, and our approach is definitely um, translatable. Yeah,
0: it's so funny. So you're talking about it'd be a great fit for maternity because look what your perspective is. And I'm going to tell you, it'd be a great fit for boutique medicine in aging because at my age, like I want bio, you know, I want bioidentical hormones and I want it in cream and I don't want a pellet and I want somebody who's on the edge of, you know, Eastern and Western medicine and I want naturopathic doctors and my um, provider who you used to work for um, doesn't have naturopathic doctors that believe in hormone replacement so I have to go outside of my That you used to work for to find that and it's very hard to find that in my kind of town and my right personality and they're taking patients so I think there's a lot of super, super cool niches, as some medicine has gone into the specialty boutique style, you know I pay outside of plan a lot of money an hour, but I get exactly the kind of medicine and the style medicine. So put that in your expansion notes on the uh, (laughs) Senior Advisory Committee. My friend Betsy, who's turning 60 in April, um, she will be a helpful uh, person when we're looking at the uh, opposite end of the scale. Well, your partners, let's do a shout out to Katie and Jonathan because all entrepreneurs need to be loved and it's always you know, an e-ticket ride, as I say, in the middle of entrepreneurship. So, uh, Christine, how did they find you? Tell everybody. We'll have it in all the posts, but tell them how to find you.
1: Yes, um, you can. So as we mentioned, for Therapeze, it's a free service to, if you're searching for care, it's a very affordable subscription, monthly subscription, if you are providing care. Um, Our website is www.therapeze.co. Um, and you can email me at christine at I also always welcome ideas, collaboration opportunities like this, meeting new people, um, expanding my network. So definitely welcome an email as well. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, all the social media um, at therapezi.
0: And I just want to tell you, so it's just like it sounds like therapy, but T-H-E-R-A-P instead of Y, like therapy, it's easy, right? So uh-huh. T-H-E-R-A-P-E-A-S-Y dot C-O. So if you're you're like, what are they saying? That's what we're saying. It's therapy <laughs> and easy all together. It's therapy easy. See, it's such a good name. Well, you are delightful. And now we get to do the uh, mystery cards. This is a deck called the Dream Big live big deck that I invented. And it just has uplifting, inspiring questions. And you're going to know before me because I'm just shuffling them. And I'm going to pick the one that Christine is supposed to answer today. So you're getting a card reading. And this one is uh, Grace, write a promise to yourself. What is your promise to yourself?
1: Oh, boy, this is such a fitting conversation, Betsy. And as I mentioned to you already earlier today, I a promise I'd like to make to myself today is to have compassion for myself during this entrepreneurial journey. Um, I shared a little bit with Betsy earlier that I sometimes take to heart if you know things aren't going the way that we anticipate it to. And I, I take it a little bit personal as in, I didn't perform to my best ability and so my promise to myself is to be as compassionate to to myself as I am to others. Well, that
0: is what everybody listening to this podcast needs to hear because as entrepreneurs, it never stops. I think people don't understand that have real jobs. I have been an entrepreneur since dirt. Start. I started businesses in Girl Scouts. I did things in college. I was incorporated, you know, in the 80s and It never stops. It just doesn't stop when you're an entrepreneur because you're only limited by the next thing you think about and the next person you meet and the next door that opens or window or whatever opens. And then you have to pick, well, is this worth investing time, interest and money into this idea? And then you come back. And uh, I have done that now since, oh, goodness since 1980s. uh, And it just keeps happening. So I just really shout out to this generation that you are representing now all of the generation of up and coming brilliant young women and men that are taking the leap to make this world a better place to bring your ideas to the market. And I just want to call you out as a big thank you for all your hard work. I love your service. Super smart idea. Ready to be on that advisory board for the senior (laughs) <laughs> it's hard to call myself a senior the uh, aging gracefully uh you know prototype that you're going to try and um, uh, it's so great to meet you today thank you for the good work you do in the world
1: thank you so much betsy this is an awesome podcast and i can't wait to collaborate more
0: yeah, it's fun. It, you know, like this morning, I had a great one. I just keep meeting people and say, do you want to be on a podcast? And it's so fun to have it be flexible and only surrounded by the um, interest in uplifting and inspiring others with our own true stories without any big strings and sales pitch. It's just for good in the world. So thank all of you for listening to Boost Power Podcast. You heard this today because you were supposed to meet Christine hear about her story and hear about that is really okay. To find help, no matter if it's your friend, if it's a counselor, TherapEasy can help you find one anywhere, especially in Colorado, but it will get you started on your path. And I'm sure if it's not Colorado, we'll help you through this system of great people figure out, but it is absolutely okay to get help because none of us can do this thing together. It is an e-ticket ride and there's going to be great days and there's going to be things we could never imagine Like maybe a global pandemic that came out of nowhere, and you got stuck in your home during 2020. I don't know. Maybe you were in the special events business, and you were my husband, and your events went from 250,000 to zero. Yes. And you can stand with others that are trained to help you in all aspects of your life. We appreciate that you listen to us to plug in to great ideas, great people to learn something new, and to just be proud of this generation coming up of amazing ideas and amazing people. Please subscribe to Boost Power Podcast on your favorite app. We are weekly. We are weekly now. So watch out. We're all over the world, radiating fun and power. And please share this podcast with others that might benefit from these uplifting stories and ideas. I am your host, Betsy Weersma. Thank you for listening to Boost Power Podcast and plugging into stories from the journey of business and life. Our music today is by singer-songwriter Megan Burt. We are recorded at Cinder Sound Studios, and we're part of the Global Sisterhood Podcast Network, women who amplify their voices and are committed to inspiring all people with podcasts on purpose. Learn more at globalsisterhoodpodcastnetwork.com.